Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life, get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good not. It's good to be alive because there's Christmas. Mike Scrooge was talking about, oh, it's about money. Of course, it's about money. Everything's about money, Mike. Everything. Rehab's about money. Weed is about money. Oxycontin's about money. Narcan's about money. Everything's about money. Don't shit on Christmas because it's about money, Mike. (laughs) Oh no, poor Mike Mart. What? That's a rough way to start. I think his headphones are broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard it, man. It, everything's about money. It's just—it's gotten insane. So now listen, I don't mind. I don't fucking really even like money. My, you know, money just comes in and goes out so fast. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's always going out faster than coming in, but. The point is, so I went and did a little investigation down at uh, Fentanyl Village, Fenty Village, as they call it. What uh, the fuck? And they're just dying for Narcan. They're dying for Narcan down there. And they you can't mean- get their hands on it. People are ODing all the time, and they don't have enough Narcan to resuscitate them. That's, that's because of money, Mike. Are you sure what? they're not selling it? <laughs> no, you get two. I got to explain the whole Fenty Narcan village. You're talking the ho- you're, you're talking the hotel. Yeah, you're- the hotel. So I'll tell you, they can sign up to get two, Chuck. Are you aware right. of this? You get How- two, but it's still on prescription only. But yeah, but there's a website you can go online, then you get some validation, then you go to a pharmacy and you get two for free. So everyone at Fenty Village has two. The problem is fentanyl needs sometimes three and four shots. Right. So often there's not enough Narcan to resuscitate the person. But, and this gets even into the more gray area of things, but two shots of Narcan, even though they're not breathing, if you keep giving them CPR, all of a sudden they start breathing again, is what I'm told from the streets. We are living in beyond madness. Beyond Mm -hmm. madness in every aspect of our society. And everyone's acting like it's, oh, it's just normal. It's not normal for people to be ODing and dying. It's not normal. From what I'm hearing from these people, there's not enough Narcan to save their lives. Well, because there's people that would argue maybe they shouldn't do fentanyl. Maybe you should do any other drug if you can't get I would make that argument. I'll make that argument. You shouldn't do fentanyl. You shouldn't eat McDonald's. You shouldn't gamble. You shouldn't drive 100 miles an hour on the freeway. How about this? You should. How about this? You shouldn't be a rapper. Still Here's- being a rapper or eating McDonald's is nowhere near the, the life expectancy of someone doing fentanyl. It's, it's apples and giraffes. It's nowhere near the same. It takes a long time. Every time I go to, into a McDonald's, I don't have a 50-50 chance of dying. Right. But- as, it, as an adult, we've been educated and we make decisions, right? If you want to be a rapper and you want to talk shit about other people that are real gangsters, you're probably going to get a knife in the neck. You know, if you eat McDonald's every day, all day long, you're going to be huge. You're going to be unhealthy. How do, how do we get people to care about their life enough 
to not do something that is that deadly. Well, and what it, is it that motivates it? That at the core of it, the book Evan and I wrote is about what is at the core of it. And so it's trauma and shadow selves and, and, and this kind of sick society is what we've concluded. But I'm, I'm fascinated by the gambling thing, right? Because everybody knows gambling, you know, the house always wins. What do we know about gambling? House always wins, right? We know you can't and, build a place in the desert without people losing. <laughs> you know, just to keep, they didn't build that place on people taking money home. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. They didn't build Las Vegas because everybody that went there was winning, right? So nope. we, we say gambling is something that, you know, we got to be careful about. We got to protect our citizenry from and we've got and yet we legalize online gambling and we advertise gambling on football games. And, and it's crazy. So on the one hand, we're this very permissive society gamble do fentanyl be a rapper you know eat yourself silly all this kind of permissiveness this ultimate democracy that everybody talks about and on the other hand we know the human toll it takes and the inner inner cost of that as a society and we keep going back and forth and mitigating like yeah we're allowing gambling but don't become a gamble a gamble addict and we have a 1-800-DON'T-GAMBLE website, a phone number for you. All the native reservation uh, gambling things have 1-800 numbers in case you got a gambling problem. And you got, you've got rehab centers and this is your brain on drugs and all these anti-drug things. Yet people take drugs. We've got, we've got you know, just this horrible kind of thing going on in, in hip hop that I mean, literally, you get killed for singing a song about somebody. I mean, imagine, Mike, if we got killed for the songs we wrote about people. I didn't. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote, you wrote, you, Mike wrote one of the meanest songs ever about a person, but he didn't name the person. In my songs, I name the person. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike wrote a song called Shoes Are Dirtier Than Mine, which is one of the meanest songs oh, ever. Come on. It's not mean. It's just facts. Facts. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's just the truth. What's wrong with that, man? I mean, you know, a lot of rich, a lot of like, uh, more. Oh, he's uh, about to say rich people. Entitled, yeah, okay, entitled rich people. Sure, yeah, they feel that they are much better than the the people that are poorer. You know, and that's not that. That's a fact. When you say to a rich person, "Your shoes are dirtier than mine," you're elevating yourself as to not being a dirty shoe person. You're damn right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your, your, your shoes are pretty dirty. You're you know, suggesting it in the listen, Bob, song. If the only, says, if the, listen, this 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 goes into the rapper thing too. If the only weapon that you have is your words, and the things that you have to right wrongs in your life are writing about them and talking about them and telling people about them, hey, this ain't right. Then what the fuck is worth writing a song for? I don't. You know, Bob Dylan did it every day of the week. I don't know. Yeah, but Bob Dylan didn't get killed by the military industrial complex or Eisenhower, you know, or, yeah. or Johnson. But this guy got killed the other day because of lyrics in his songs. And it was like this fertile soil. The concert was in downtown LA, which is a kind of a battleground of MS, Crips, and Bloods, right? Okay. So yeah. you've got, you've got, You've got this concert that attracts 
Bloods and Crips and MS gang members, MS-13. And I hear the Mongols were doing the security, almost like the Hells Angels concert at Ooh, Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing that only one person got killed. Really, honestly. Well, who, who signed off on that? Who said this is a good idea? Because they're, <laughs> they're Snoop, the ones. Snoop Dogg, I guess. Snoop Dogg was putting it on. Oh, I think. Snoop. <laughs> Snoopy, so, Snoopy. So, anyway. It's Christmas time, but we always got to cover what's going on. <laughs> we got to cover what's going on, which is there's not enough Narcan. And when Mike said, I don't like Christmas because it's all about money before we went on there, it struck me. Everything's about money. The Narcan that people can't get at, Nar at, at Fenny Village is about money. Everything's about money. I'm going to dress up like Santa Claus and go down and hand out Narcan. Oh, oh, yeah. Narcan. That <laughs> that, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 you know what? Hey, hey wait a minute. At Fenty Village, at Fenty Village, if you hand out fentanyl, you'd be the most popular Santa those people had ever had in their lives. A lot of people have. And there'd be a lot of rooms opening up right away. So <laughs> I, I do think, you know, everything's about money. So I decided. We're going to do something special for Christmas. And I found this super deal on the Disney Resorts website, Chuck. Three nights at the Disneyland Hotel, three days, all hopper passes, whatever, for Disneyland, $2,200, $2,200. So I saved my pennies for like four months and we went to Disneyland and stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. Me and all three of my kids and wife, five of us, Disneyland, Disneyland, California Adventureland. One night, one day, we went to California Adventureland and Disneyland two times. We, we went to California Adventureland two times and Disneyland two times. I'm 60 years old, Chuck. I kept up yeah. with those little motherfuckers. Good I for kept you. up with them till, till fucking 11 o'clock at night. And Sid was like, I'm tired. I was like, we have an hour left. We've got an hour more to go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you recall, Thursday night, it rained. Mm -hmm. We bought those $8 parkas and we were running around in the rain. Me, Sid and Elvis. It was the greatest. No lines for anything. You know, one of the things about Disneyland that's fascinating to me is you're going there for the rides and the characters and your kids to have all this fun, right? Most people just sit by the roadway waiting for the fucking parade. I can yeah. see a parade any day of the week in any town, any weekend. I can go to Glendora. I can go to San Dimas. I can go. They all have fucking shitty Christmas parades. <laughs> Who cares about a fucking parade? <laughs> Do they not know about all these other Christmas parades, Chuck? I, I've never understood that. In my area, Laverne has one. Claremont has one. San Dimas has one. Glendora has one. I'm sure at that Rancho Cucamonga fucking mall, they've got one. They, like, there's a Christmas parade every weekend. Yeah, Why my neighborhood does one. Yeah, why would you go to Disneyland and pay like 500 bucks to get into Disneyland to sit on the curb and watch a fucking dumb parade? I don't get it. <laughs> but there's so much about America I don't get, uh, as you've come to know. So we just ran around. The people were waiting for the parade, and we were running around. We went on eight rides in like two hours. It was amazing. We went on Haunted Mansion, Winnie the Pooh, Autotopia, it's a small world. 
Um, those four, then we ran across California Adventureland, went on the Nader ride, which is Sydney's favorite, two times in a row. Then we went on Little Mermaid, another Elvis, not Elvis's favorite ride, by the way. I did a oh. thing with Elvis. He's like, Dad, I am being the best brother ever. And I said, why is that? And he goes, because I'm going along with this. And I said, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis, you like the Nader ride. And he goes, I do like the Nader ride, but I hate the little mermaid ride. And I said, so you're going along with like one five minute thing. It's not like you're Gandhi. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he kind of is in his own way. <laughs> he was he was perceiving himself as so so giving, giving and caring. Wait, and is that is it. that? Are you talking about Tomater from freaking uh, Cars? What's the yeah Nader yeah ride? yeah? The Nairon uh, is it's a truck and it's like a roll. It's like the teacups at Disneyland. It spins around okay. in the Nader in the Nader truck. You're spinning around in it. Uh, Sydney's favorite ride. Sid noticed that when we walked in, Mickey and Minnie were at the front to the right there of Disneyland. And then like 40 minutes later, they were on the, the, the parade line and we were waiting in the it's small world line. Parade went by and she said, that's not Mickey and Minnie. No, and no. I said, why is that? And she said, they got different clothes on. And I said, well, they could have changed their clothes. <laughs> she looked at me. She's five years old. And she said, that fast, dad, from the front, <laughs> go change their clothes and get on there. And I said, may, may, you know, I'm sure they can, they, can, they got, they got, they got people that help them. And they go and they run and change, the, change their outfits. Oh, no. Oh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you one of the freakiest things. So one of the mornings we got up really early and we went to the princess area of Disneyland because I figured we'll get there early. We'll be alone with the princesses or something. Mm -hmm. There was a weirdo guy wearing a, um, a Sonic backpack, like a 40 year old Sonic, the hedgehog, 40 year old guy. I don't know what his deal was, but he was standing facing the wall. So as soon as I walked on uh, in there, I'm always aware of like, where could a terrorist attack happen? Where did, could something bad happen? I'm always, <laughs> I'm always assessing risk everywhere I go. So, nice. so I see this guy facing the wall. And I, I, I think at first I think he's reading something, but then and Sid's talking to the, the, to the characters and I see this guy and then it's the, and I, we walk over there because that's where you go in to meet all the princesses in this ride, right? And I say to him, because I think he's reading what time it opens. I said, what time does it open? He turned really just shocked that somebody talked to him. And he um, turned and looked at me and didn't answer me. And then he walked back over to where the princesses were, the princess and the prince guy from, uh, from, from Beauty and the Beast. And he was totally masturbating he was like he no. was he was fetishizing <laughs> no. this bell character totally full-on so and there was just me sid chrissy elvis idris two other little kids and two like of those typical you know people that work at disneyland with the blue pants right and the two characters. And I'm looking at the woman who's playing Belle. And she's like, looks at me. And the guy is just standing five feet away from her, rubbing himself. And weird and just weird, weird fetishizing or whatever it's called. And 
I look at the two security guards and they're just gabbing to each other, you know? So I walked over to them and I said, are you paying attention here? And they both looked at me like had no idea of what I was talking about. And I pointed at the guy. I was like, and they just, they were just blank. They were just blank. Like that guy is jacking off right now, looking at this <laughs> princess. Oh, and it just, it was just another example of how there's no one there. You know, the, the old Motel 6 will leave the light on. Like yeah. there's no one there. There's no one there. Like there's two employees right there. This guy, at least call security, at least go over there and tell him to move along, at least do something. But they Unhand were just oblivious. They were oblivious. <laughs> well, he was, he had his, he had his jacket over his crotch area and you could just tell he was rubbing it and he had a sonic backpack on it. It was just the weirdest mm. thing. In it. And Chrissy said, okay, let's go. And we just left. We left. <laughs> I don't know how long the guy could still be there. Those security, those Disney people weren't going to stop it. They were I'm so oblivious. I'm you didn't sort them out. I'm surprised you didn't walk up to him and go, hey, fucko. <laughs> <laughs> There's kids Let's here. Count. Should I have counseled him about his childhood trauma? <laughs> yeah, Chuck? I mean, obviously he's <laughs> suffering from some sort of... We, we, <laughs> you wait till he's finished. And then... <laughs> And you ask him why he feels the need to do it. Do you, do you have do you have any issues? Were you molested as a child? <laughs> Were you molested by princesses? <laughs> Did you know there's people like that that go there to Disneyland? You know that. Oh, that's just another. It's just another weird thing. No, I don't need to know everything that's weird <laughs> in the world. You know, there's there's enough. There's enough at you know at in my daily work and in my to and from and being a downtown area, there's enough weirdness. I didn't and know why he had the Sonic backpack. If he's so obsessed with that, that wouldn't really you bothers wear you. like a, yeah. wouldn't it wear a tangled backpack or something like, or is that Maybe. too giving it away? I but think that would a- be tipping his cards there. <laughs> would be like, oh, there he is. He's heading towards a princess. Dude. He never <laughs> um, looked at the prince, whatever that guy's name is with the big muscles. He never looked at that guy. Was that he Gaston? Was, Gaston, Gaston, Gaston. He was looking straight at this girl, like because they have a rope, you know, you can't go close to him. He was like up against the rope, five feet away from her. And the way that the princess looked at me, like, um, could you get somebody, please? And I walked <laughs> over to the security yard, and they're just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. they're just gabbing away. It's morning. You know, I just got to work. How are you doing? What are you doing for Christmas? Blah, 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 blah. These two people making probably $25 an hour. Yeah, just letting yeah. some guy jack off in front of my children. There's got to be a code for that. There's got to be like a, you know, 1036 or something. We got a 1036 <laughs> over here, which <laughs> means weirdy. There's a weirdy touching it. You know, Do you have and, codes? And we, Do you have codes at your work? We used to have codes and there's one. I've had, uh, code red is violent, but there was one that was um, person with weapon on premises and it Ooh. got called one day and I was in my office and I heard code white, code white. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm on the code team. Right. So I go running to the unit where they're calling, where they're calling it. Right. And, uh, and I get there and it's just the guy's got a fork. You know what I mean? He's got a fork. In the, in, the, in the hallway outside the cafeteria of the depression unit. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then all of us like, got all excited. Like, we're just like, oh, fuck. And I walked up and I said, 
hey, and I knew the guy from groups and I was like, hey, what's what's so upsetting you? And he goes, they won't give me my second food or whatever. He wanted a second order of food. And I said, you know what? If you put the fork down, I'll get you the food. <laughs> put the I mean, fork down and step away from uh, the Yeah, table. he was like, he had it like, <laughs> he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to stab anybody. He's like this little mild mannered kind of schizoid guy. And uh, I said, put it down. I'll go with you. We'll get the food. And he goes, no, if I put it down, those guys are going to attack me and, and take me to lock in. And I said, no, they're not. No, they're not. I, and he said, how do you know? And I said, because I'm in charge and I won't let them. And because it just had happened, we just got to the code. We weren't going to have to write a report, right? Yet, nothing had happened. I said, "Give me the knife. Uh, give me the fork. We'll go inside. I'll get you the second meal." And I went and got him. Got him a second meal. Sat down with him and ended it. No report. Nobody had to document a thing. Chuck, that's that's a real manager, Chuck. There you go. Kept it but, off the computer. But the the guys, the big security guys that came. They knew you can't take this little guy down for holding a fork. They knew it. You know what I mean? They get excited yeah. if it's a kid like punching people and acting all hip hop on the, that used to happen. <laughs> Is that a thing? Acting all hip hop? Yeah, when they they <laughs> hunch around, you know, they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know that, you know that look. He's up. Always, it's always these white kids that do it. Hoods up, pants low. Yo, 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 yo. get the fuck back, yo. You, they're like, you know what I mean? Some white kid from Pasadena, yeah. like that. <laughs> they put their arms way out with their fists and like they're fucking up and down with their arms. You know exactly what I'm talking should, about, don't you? Yeah, it's not funny. It's sad. <laughs> they're, they're so sad. It's funny as shit. Mike, you've <laughs> never seen that in your life, have you? Me and Chuck have seen it a hundred times. <laughs> These like white middle class kids that act all hip hop when they're angry. <laughs> they get like yo yo back to fuck up <laughs> yo i ain't giant trying to go to jail <laughs> and i will <laughs> it's so crazy how it's just you know what i'm talking about right chuck they get like uh, yes i do like yeah I, I and i never never in my life and i dealt with hundreds of people of color never as a person of color acted like that it's always no, the white kids that act like it's that. It's the trust fund gangsters that act <laughs> that way. <laughs> that would be a great band. The trust fund gangsters. Isn't Tom T Hanks's son in that band? TFG. Yeah, I know. Huh? Is that white boy? White boy weekenders. White white boy summer. The white boy summer. Yeah. White boy summer. Yep. Um, Tom Hanks' son, straight out nobody, of Bel Air. Nobody gets out of straight this out thing of Bel Air. <laughs> Crazy straight kid of, of Tom Hanks. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> motherfucker named Tom Hanks Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, you know it ain't easy. It, it looks easy, but it's so, but not. The, but getting back to when I worked at the hospital, the security guards loved when they came to a code, and it was that because they would take that motherfucker down face into the ground 300 pounds of mowing on top of them it was crazy did you right were your, uh, were your staff dressed in white no they just they, they just like yeah i'd like a, to wear a white shirt white button shirt with a pocket and a name tag but that's it but it wasn't all like orderlies like in a movie no uh 
Uh, okay, so it wasn't it wasn't just mental health then. That's why, like, like I know Brea, the places where I'd stay, where I spent way too much time. Man, those guys were, <laughs> they they were they were not cool, man. When when if they said we're gonna get staff, you you calm down because they weren't playing. They were not. No, these guys weren't playing. I've seen them like they're, they're especially in the locked units. They just they just really take you down. So right, those guys are either working stages in <laughs> Golden Voice shows, or they're working <laughs> in awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything, psych- anything to pile drive a kid. You know? Psych, psych wards and security. Yeah, psych uh, wards and security guards is another. That would, that would be that would be psych wards, psych ward, orderlies and security guards. So, so. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just feeling in the doldrums. I had such a great Christmas. I blew my Christmas wad too early. It was like, you know. You know, you'll figure out something you can do. Take a trip. I tried to listen to Christmas music. I Oh, I, I got the RV all cleaned up because I thought we were going to go in the RV up to the snow. Oh, I, I did go up to the day that it said it was going to snow at Mount Baldy. I picked this sit up at school, went up there. We sat there for two and a half hours waiting for snow. All it did was rain. It was just fucking oh. raining, pouring yeah, rain. I got a question. Why would you take that thing up to the snow? That would be the most dangerous thing in the world, I would think. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I'm not known for my sane decision making. It's just a, it's just like to, to park the RV next to all the snow, wouldn't that be great? It wouldn't be great. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I'd want a sure-footed lowered. Uh, I want a sure-footed vehicle. I would want that something that wasn't going to take me over a cliff or something. <laughs> if it started sliding down or whatever, if it snowed and it got icy, why? Shit, why the fuck would you do that, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Mike. <laughs> because I. Because it just sits there. There's nothing to do in it. Uh, why haven't you I sold got it? it? I yeah, I've got to figure out. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't know how to sell it. You, what, you put it on Craigslist again? Yeah, I'll help you deal with it, Bob. I'll help you deal with it. You just have to ask me. That's all. Have them cover uh, it in one of those, like you know, this the uh, the automobile decals where they cover the whole thing. Make it a Bob and the Monster van and sell <laughs> it. Yeah, a Netflix van or a, <laughs> an Amazon Prime van. Uh, yeah, but, and have have them pay for it. And put well, those giant I gotta, decals I gotta on it. I got to figure out. I feel bad. Like it hasn't moved in like two months. I got to. I got to go somewhere. Did you put some Christmas lights on it? No, we don't. We just well, that would help. We just. You know what? I'm against Christmas lights. I know Chuck. You had mentioned it earlier. You know what's way better? Those blow up things. We got blow up Peppa Pig. We got blow up Jack and Sally. We've got blow up Shark Santa Claus. We got blow up shit. That you get at Walmart, you just plug yeah. it in and it blows up and lights up, and it's the greatest thing ever. Did you not know the kids just love Christmas lights and Christmas things? I take my kids to Naples and walk around uh, all evening long, you know, for a few hours uh, at Naples down in uh, by Belmont Shores. We've got and- we've got Christmas lights in the on the trees. We've got two trees. You've got a fake tree. And a real tree. The real tree is dead. And then on Christmas Eve, we take the boat. <laughs> out, we take a boat out to go look at all the lights in Huntington Harbor and stuff like that. That's always really fun. Kids love it. Do, do you get on a? Do the Huntington thing, Harbor people no. still do lights, or is it just? Yeah, Bob. COVID, COVID, <laughs> COVID has taken everything. The word goes on. 
No, oh. it doesn't. COVID has stopped the half the people around here that used to do lights don't do them. No, it's all on down there in, in Orange County town, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I want to speak well. I want to speak well of Orange County right now. Oh, don't, God, don't do thank it. Thank God. Because I love Orange County. So the COVID uptick because of Omnicom or whatever, dot com or whatever it's called. So the uptick is. Can we just clear that up? It's Omicron. 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 So Omicron.com has a 31% increase in um, infections in LA County, only 8% in Orange County. Right. And I, I was like, how the hell? They don't wear masks in Orange County. How the hell? This this mask thing is going to be proven that it was, you know, like Trump and, and January 6th. It was just about a boondoggle. It's, it's, I don't think the masks protect you. If they did, how do you explain that Florida and Texas have never worn masks and they have about the same infection rate as California? How do you explain that? I, I know that liberals don't want to hear that because they got to bow down and do whatever Gavin Newsom says. But I mean, I, I, I still wear masks. I wear them. I do what I'm supposed to. But it does beg the question, if Florida and Texas never wore masks ever and California always wore masks, you would think if masks protected you, you would see a higher Hundred per hundred thousand infection rate in Florida and Texas than you do in California, but you don't. I mean, that's I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Early on, nobody reported this, but in in, in Florida, ninety five percent of people were vaccinated. Nobody reports that stuff because they're all elderly. They, they're of course they're going to go get the vaccine. They got the vaccine, man. You know, I have the don't... vaccine. Why should I have to wear a mask? No, if you don't want to wear a mask outdoors, I say don't wear one outdoors. I mean, yeah, but everyone else is, and they look at you like you're a fucking uh, Trump or Hitler guy. Well, then flip them off. <laughs> fucking, fucking mind your own business, like the guy jacking <laughs> off or something. You sh actually, buddy, you should have gone up and just punched that guy fucking as hard as you could, man, like the old yeah. guy. <laughs> I think you guys are misinterpreting. He didn't have his wiener out. He was just rubbing ah. himself under his jacket. That's gross. Just staring at the bell. Character. I would have just taken him by the fucking collar and just. She was uncomfortable and looked at me as the one guy there, like do something, and I'm yeah. like. You you got Gaston right there. He could do something. Gaston. Fucking grab the dude and just fucking toss him, man. You know, or, or actually, if you hit him and said, oh, look, he fell. Yeah, to drag him to the nearest restroom Fuck. and teach him some manners. Oh, my Fuck God. Bullshit. I could just see. Uh, maybe I've become just wimpy in my old age, but I could okay. see a scenario where I punch the guy. The It's on video camera, but the two girls that know me from Logan Paul, it goes viral. <laughs> and then it like they sue me hey, for a million dollars. That's a good question. What would Logan Paul do in that situation? Oh, Logan Paul would have shit out of that guy. Shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, and he would have said Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes those things just need to be ended. Fuck that shit. Yeah. What would you have done, Chuck? Would you have gone up and said, couldn't, "Hey, couldn't say"? Me. You know, sitting here, it'd be really easy to say that I would uh, 
tell them you to, gotta understand. to leave the let area. Me, let me, let me tell you the scenario. It's 9 a.m. Park just mm-hmm. opened in that half hour ago. There's just Gaston and Bell, two not thin uh, Disney people with their blue pants on, two not gals. Thin. Hmm, is that yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they just looked like they didn't care much. So, and me, uh, Sydney, and Elvis. Sydney was the only one that wanted to talk to Belle, and Gaston blew a kiss to her, and she was so excited. I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure that's horrible too to allow that because. She hasn't decided what she is yet, but she was very excited to guest on Blue Kiss. And, and Chrissy was holding Idris and he was kind of just looking around and, and Belle looked at me as the one person, like, can you do something about this creepy guy? And would you do? Me? And would you Nothing. Do? I just turned away, Chuck, like, uh, so like you, a... you could have, you could have, <laughs> at the very least, you could have said, Hey man, it's, it's time for you to go. It's time Part for you of to society go, that has gone wrong, Bob, you just joined him. I didn't step up, but there's two people there paid to do something and they didn't do it. I walked over to them and say, Hey, you know, you t- keep an eye on this guy. And they just didn't even know what I was talking about. Dude, that's where I love gays and people because they're just out with the shit. Dude, like, move the fuck on down the yeah, road. Exactly. Yeah. I had a, a gay uh, friend of mine that rented me, you know, for a long time in Long Beach. And he one handedly cleaned up the whole fucking street, man, from crack dealers. He would get out there with his phone and he would yell, you crack dealers, I'm calling the fucking police on you. You get the fuck out. And they, he would be so loud, they would just, they stopped coming around. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, that guy's crazy. Uh, now, now I'm scared this Sonic guy's going to tell his friends, and now I didn't stop it. Now there's probably going to be three of them there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you could have hit him just for the Sonic the Hedgehog backpack. You no one wears a Sonic the Hedgehog backpack. You got to stand up for society. You can't just complain about society. You got to be part of the good society that says, like, hey, this is fucking wrong. You're right. Mm. I, I pushed out. I did push out. But, uh, but for some reason, I was focused on the people that are supposed to be, you know, maintaining. They're always the one. By the way, Chuck. They never, they never um, uh, lack for telling you to put, cover your nose with your mask. They never, mm. they never forget that. But guys jacking off, they don't even notice. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Bob? You you talked about it earlier. They, they'd have to write up a report. They probably see it all the fucking time. They're like, oh, there's another dude jacking off. We'll have to write it up. It'll be a bunch of paperwork. <laughs> fucking, there's no paperwork for telling somebody to put their mask on. You know, mm-hmm. just like fuck, just make them make them do their fucking job. <laughs> make them do their fucking job. <laughs> it was so crazy. So, <laughs> anyways, I tried to block it out. We walked right around and got over to the other side of the park, and just I put it behind me. But the Sonic backpack, I just never can forget. It's like you know, you expect it like it's a fifteen-year-old kid or something. This guy was like thirty-eight. Well, look like, at this. Oh. It's it's perverts one. And good, common, decent folks, zero at this point, Bob. <laughs> you drop the ball right next to the end zone and let him finish. That is just, oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. Go, I'm going to go punch a pervert in the face just to make up for it. we got to even Yeah, score. you got to get two for me. To I, I, you know what, man? I have a total fucking prison mentality when it comes to child molesters and fucking perverts <laughs> and shit. I'll, I'll, I'll get near me and I'll fuck you up. 
<laughs> you know, when I was new sober, I had a, there was one of those, they had a convicted pedophile around and I kept talking about, I had problems with the guy and I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit near him. I don't want to see him. And they go, and they go, well, you never know, man. You never know what happens when I go, dude, I've been so loaded and diddling kids has never made my list. No. Uh, you know, no, I've been, it, it, I, so you can't serious. tell me it's a product of over drinking or overloading. Or well, no, whatever. I actually, I dealt with it a lot at Los Encinas. And what's interesting is their claim or the, the, the psychiatrist or the, or the, the kind of powers that be will say, well, this person was molested as a child and then that's begets this, begets that. And I say, whoa, 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 I was molested as a child. I never did that. I never wanted to do that. And they say, well, you just never know. And I said, well, what? what wait a minute. Well, now. here's the so excuse, how do, and that's so, good enough. Yeah, there's this excuse. Like, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. <laughs> and that goes right back to <laughs> where we got, were. <laughs> that's where we are. And that, you know, part of it comes from the medical profession. Part of it comes from the courts. Part of it comes from the divisiveness of our politic right mm -hmm. um and and you know it's just it's crazy i i just will forever in my mind and i can believe what i want to believe since everyone else can believe whatever the fuck they want to believe that if trump had embraced the the vaccine called it the trump vaccine put his face on the boxes Right, the Trump <laughs> yeah. vaccine. You right? know his face would be on it. Yes, if if he would have embraced it and gone against the polling that his base didn't like vaccines, if he would have if he would have had more confidence in himself and said, "No, this is the Trump vaccine. This is going to save America. This is going to save my presidency. I'm going to be reelected to another term," and he would have gone all in on the vaccine, I believe Democrats would be against the vaccine. I totally believe that, and that's where we are at as a society that's the mm. truth i think so much of it has to do with trump being against something so everybody else has to embrace them, something because i'll give you the example chuck who are the most in your life who are the most uh anti-vaccination people that you know they're all liberals all the people Ooh. I know that oh, didn't right. vaccinate, the, the straight, the that didn't vaccinate, yeah. The, yeah, the anti-vax the anti-vax world comes from liberals, not conservatives. Right, but they've and changed Trump roles. Switched it on its ear, right? It, well, there's it's a, the truth. But that's All, a party. -wide. I've argued with so many of my friends, like close friends, that wouldn't vaccinate their children. Right for measles. Oh, you don't know what's in the vaccine. Yeah, we do. I, and I said to every one of them, because they're all like my age or or up to 15 years younger than me. You got it. You're fine. We used to get shots in the arm. Nobody asked us what it was. We didn't ask. <laughs> Everybody gets vaccines. It was liberals who created the anti-vax movement in America. So why all of a sudden are all the liberals so pro-vaccines? It's because Trump is against vaccines. <laughs> it's the only explanation. It's got to be. But it used to be the left was question authority. And now the left is follow authority. Right, right. It's, it goes hand in glove that. And right. So, I just so they've, think, switched, they've switched and, sides a little bit. And I, you know, I'll never get over people driving by themselves in cars wearing masks. I just, I don't, I, I, my brain just misfires. Like, what does that person think? So I have a friend 
that does that. And I said, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feelings or whatever, but why do you do that? You're by yourself in your car. How could, how could you? And he said, oh, no, the COVID stays in the air conditioning units. Uh, I said, oh, okay, okay, uh, where COVID doesn't even stay on a surface for more than one minute, three minutes. You didn't want to hurt what? his feelings, but you were like, why in the fuck are you so stupid about this? No, I didn't say, I didn't, no, I'm, see, I'm, I'm that way on the podcast, but I'm not really that way in real life. I'm much more, I'm much more caring. I just said, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's no one in the car I don't get with it you. I don't get it. Well, either. apparently a lot of people, and these are liberal people, believe that the COVID gets into the air conditioning unit. Now, get back to talks about air conditioning in general. Haven't you? Don't you have a lot of liberal friends, Chuck, that are yeah. against, against air conditioning? It's bad for the environment. It's bad. Air conditioning is not good. Do you have friends like Super that? Super bad. The Freon release and everything else. It's Yeah, it's, it's coarse. That's a liberal thing. That's a liberal thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Well, it's all about what it does for the, how it affects the environment. It's so crazy that, that, that we are now this obedient society of liberals, of progressives. Wear your mask. Have your kids go to school. Everybody has to say these words. You can't say those words. That's what liberalism has become. That's what, and when you, when I think of the icons of liberalism, like Gore Vidal, Hunter S. Thompson, the Rolling Stone magazine, like, I just can't believe that that's what it's become after 50 years. Wear your mask. This is bad. That's bad. Don't say that word. Don't do this. Don't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's just crazy to me. And, and I'll, I'm just going to see what 2022 brings. Because I, I, I've been mind blown all of 2021. Just <laughs> friends of mine, yeah. friends of mine, just like turning on other friends because they don't want to get vaccinated. Like, and I've had well, the same, it? I've had the same attitude about vaccinations. I think pretty consistent. Like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't complain to me when you get sick and die. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. That's all. Is that fair? This is a classic example, Bob, of art imitating life. You wrote that song, I'm going Republican, and look at you now. You're Republican. (laughs) Good point. Classic art. Is there another another thing to be to not live in fear? Right. What is the new new anti that, that, that won't stand for censorship, that doesn't tell you what you need to think, feel, or believe, but that we're okay just being... Who we yeah, are why do the are Republicans, why, why supposedly are the, if, if you're for that, you're a Republican. How did that happen? I don't know. That if you're, it, if you're it, for, if you're for individuals doing whatever the fuck they want, as long as they don't hurt anybody, you know, and that, that hurting anybody is, is really where the confusion over COVID comes. I have never thought that, you know, I have probably 20 friends that are anti-vax and they're not vaccinated. I've never thought that they're a threat to my children. That's a, that's something that this new Democrat brigade did. Like, you don't care about my children. Like, how dare you say whether somebody cares about your children or not? And, and, and by the way, do they have to? Do they have to? <laughs> no, 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 they don't have to. No, they don't have to. 
they've turned words into weapons. You know what I mean? Like if you if you use the word liberal in in a in a derogatory sentence or say they're wrong or or if you or if you use right wing and constantly and those are words of weapons now. And and you are part of the other side. That's that's just so divided. That's how it happened. And, and I don't know so, how you let it get away from us like this, Bob. Why did you let politics become so stupid? You wrote that song, Bob. You I wrote, wrote that the song. song man, and and I wrote the song. You know the lyrics of the song, Chuck? You probably never heard it. Let me tell them to you. Well, the madhouses and the whole houses and the orphanages are full. And the rich keep getting richer. And the poor just get more poor. I can't take any more. Well, I can't look anymore. I'm going Republican. I'm going to harden <laughs> my heart. I'm going to harden my heart. Uh -huh. Turn my turn my back on everyone. I, I, you know, I do care about a lot of people. I just don't care about these fascists telling everybody what to do. I just don't. It's just ridiculous. So, and and in the meantime, it's sad. But let's wrap it up with this. Uh, I believe just over 200,000 people have died of COVID this year, 228,000 or something so far died of Where's COVID. Where's the 800,000 number come from? It, well, there was like 600,000 in the first year or whatever. Mm. It was like 600,000 the first year, wasn't it? I don't, I, I couldn't tell you. All I know is that I know that they were giving Trump credit for killing 200,000 people. Oh, okay. I think it was more than that. But anyway, so so say it's 300,000, but it's not more than 300,000. I know that the the thing was at like 450,000 in 2020. So mm. so anyways, 200,000 over 200,000 people are going to have died in 2021 from drug overdose and suicide. Those two things. 200,000 people right where is where is the outcry for that that suffering where is the where are the where are the memorial you know tv montages for those families you know a death is a death a, a, a hideous sad senseless death is a hideous sad senseless death and we had 200,000 brothers and sisters that died of drugs or or at their own hand in 2021 and that's they weren't overweight and they weren't old and ready to go anyways they're in they the prime young, of their life most prime of, them, of their yeah. lives some mm. of them very young children you know i think the government is dragging their feet because they always do calculations and i know you always tell me i'm conspiracy theorist but they do drag their feet in certain things like this because they figure that they that those kids that die we're going to have kids and family and population and overpopulation is always on their mind. That's why they have wars. They want to kill young men so that they can quell a population explosion. China does it just outright, just says you can't have more than two kids. You know, right. our government says just drags their feet in certain things and doesn't find cures for cancer, doesn't you know do anything about the drug problem. They do this shit on purpose. They got fucking people with figuring this crap out. They don't want overpopulation. Oh, we've got overpopulation. There's no doubt about that. But but so get this. There's a there's ways to influence the culture that that 
through the arts that just has been lost now. I don't know what the arts are influencing the culture about. I think they just imitate the culture of covetous of wealth. Oh, and that's great. Braggering. That is fucking great. The arts are not influencing the culture. That's another wh- reason why Trump and, uh, and all this rhetoric is, is spins around so much because the artists aren't saying anything. The artists are into their brands and into making money and into selling products. And they don't, they don't speak out. There's not one yeah. artist has spoken out this whole entire Trump era. There's you are no, so right, Bob. But Eminem, so right. Eminem is the only artist that stood up. He's and Bob Dylan. He's the Bob Dylan. Of he is the Bob Dylan Hollywood. of this era. But let me tell you something that's really shows how important an artist is to a society. In 1899, a man named Frank Baum wrote a book. He wrote a book about a fictitious land called Oz and this girl's journey of perseverance. Never had a heroine child ever been so, so victim-free. She never thought of herself as a victim. She was going to get home. She did what she had to do. She was not scared. She faced her fears. She kept tenaciously going down the yellow brick road to get home. Never was there a child heroine like that. They're always need a prince to come and marry them. It was shocking, the Dorothy character in Wizard of Oz. But even more secretive than that, that, and he purposely did that. The secret part of it was he was an atheist a very outspoken atheist and his the whole theme of wizard of oz is that religion is a farce that there is the that the emperor wears no clothes that the wizard is just and if you think about the wizard of oz once he gets exposed and once dorothy and the and the scarecrow and, and them find out that he's just this little con man and they say you're dorothy says you're a bad man and he says, I'm not a bad man. I'm a good man doing bad things, giving people what they want. Huh. Wow. That's, think about how profoundly deep into the consciousness of, in America the Wizard of Oz is. Let me tell you, the book came out in 1899. In 1900, it was the number one bestseller. He went on to write 45 different Oz books. He was the most popular writer in America. He then became one of the 10 most popular movies ever made. Then it got taken by the urban struggle, by the civil rights movement, turned into the Wiz musical in the 60s, and then in the 70s, the Wiz movie. And now, just 20 years ago, it was Wicked and Women's Empowerment. That movie has been, that story has been 100 years of influencing the culture. Where are the artists like Frank Baum right fucking now? Where are they? They're so concerned with Learjets and money and not making any problems and just keeping their mouths shut to suck at the tit of these concert companies or or these streaming companies. It's unbelievable how gutless and shameful artists are in the 21st century. It really don't they, is. Don't they need to be for fear of being canceled or deleted? Right. I there's mean, there's it, that it, argument. There's, there's that the, argument. There is this huge problem with anybody who does 
say things, even in good conscience, with, without meaning to cause pain or uncomfortability to anyone. They're just, you know, saying things that seem to be plain or repeating what people are thinking. That's what people thought Trump was doing. You know, that's what people, that's what got, um, look, uh, Dave Chappelle, that's what got him on the run and apologizing and not being able to say Jesse Smollett, you know, and having to say Juicy Smollett or whatever, whatever, just to avoid being canceled. We know that guy's a total hoax. We know it's not a good time. You have to be Kardashian about it, where all you do is you shut up, you smile, and you sell your brand. Yeah, but that, these artists that Bob, like like Bob was talking about, there is an underlying thing. It's not an obvious thing. It's a message that you decipher. No, yeah, no, yeah, that, no, that I'm, I'm saying that's an Frank, artist, and the same with celebrity. Bob Dylan. You never really know what he's talking about. He's not saying it directly to you. He's saying it in a song of the times. He's protesting. In Bob a song. Dylan. Bob Dylan has been telling us what's happening for the last 25 years and we weren't listening he had a song 20 years ago called everything is broken he had a song 28 years ago sundown on the unions it's it's like what's a sweetheart like you doing in a dump like this he he has been telling us what's happening this whole time it's just he's kind of irrelevant to the culture but but now we're here now we're here and but artists uh, have been replaced with celebrities. There's a big difference between an artist true. and a celebrity. Yeah, we are true, a culture Jeff, of celebrity, not art. That's true. So where are they? They can't get a leg up because you're you're better you're you're going to catch the imagination of the the tired ass American people with TikTok, not by telling some great deep truth that causes us to think. We don't want to think. We'll Google it if we don't know the answer. The Frank Baum, if you can ever look it up, there was a PBS two-hour documentary I watched about him. Amazing guy. So he was, he also, there was no such thing as good witches. There was no such thing. There was only the Salem witch trial. Witchcraft was evil. The Christian society demonized witches. And here he comes and he says, no, there's good witches and there's bad witches. And he's trying to turn everything on its ear. And guess who embraced it? Children. Yeah. Children. Right. He was in Egypt on a trip on a camel, stopping at a watering oasis. And he saw a little Egyptian girl reading Wizard of Oz in the middle of the Egyptian desert. And he knew <laughs> like I these were just ideas he had formulated. I want to write a book that doesn't overtly say religion is stupid, but but sub but it has it subverts in that like. And the Oz says it over and over again. I'm just giving the people what they want. This is what they want. They want some overall person that's in control. Now, that's interesting considering a third of our population want Donald Trump to be in control. I mean, it's, it's still consistent that people want to be lied to. They mm. want to be told fairy tales. And the Wizard of Oz shows you they're just fairy tales. What we have is each other. And when the and when the the lion becomes courageous and the tin man gets a heart, it's not real. It's just that they believe it, mm -hmm. right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, That's and a great tale. The, man. And this book just—it was so profoundly affected American culture, so profoundly affected. And I look in our lifetime, I can't think of something in the arts that profoundly affected anything since like Teen Spirit, really. 
Yeah. Teen spirit was a cry of apathy and we should be doing better. Yeah, we right. expect better. Right. Yeah. And I can't think of anything in the last 25 years that's really spoken <clears throat> to a mass audience that's that subverted the culture. Right. And literally with, within weeks of Kurt Cobain hitting the public kind of, kind of zeitgeist people were turning their backs on phony things and embracing real things right mm -hmm. you literally saw it you saw people stop dressing that goofy 80s way and embracing a more you know kind of common dress wear just i know it's called flannel but just to like not get all made up like some goofy fucking movie yeah, just you know yeah and be respectful it, to women and misogyny be respectful to, to women and misogyny has to go and racism has to go all those were messages of nirvana yeah it's true mm -hmm. there and, hasn't and, been and, anything like that since then well and punk rock too in the beginning was also you know was also ha a heavy message of you know what's right and what's happening in the world you know and so so i'm hoping uh, that sydney's generation you know, the bugs generation that your younger daughter's generation, Mike will be this generation that changes everything. Cause that's the only hope we have. It's hopeless. Millennials are hopeless. It's a hopeless <laughs> generation. You know, that's why that's specifically why I don't fight, fight the phone thing. You know, we were talking about that on a few podcasts back. I don't fight the phone thing because I'm hoping that giving them that access to that phone let them burn out on it just like i did on on tv hopefully that will go away you know they they will grow out of that if they are actually given access to it but if it's something new and something forbidden i don't i don't know that that's yeah but that's like saying you should give kids heroin and eventually they won't like it anymore i really think that technology is as addictive as heroin yeah. Um, well, and we've got to like, lead, we've got to lead by example. My kid said, well, why do you get your phone? I mean, yeah. Why, why do I, what would I got to check my, uh, my fantasy league basketball score one more time? What do I need to be on my phone for? Oh shit. Time? That reminds me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Mike's pool. Got, Mike's got I'm something to do, Chuck. We got to go. <laughs> So okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Merry New Year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ida Wiley. <laughs> and yeah, Merry Christmas. Everybody have, everybody have a great holiday. God Noodles. bless everyone. Whether you're, to yeah. everyone, good night. But don't die, people. Try to make it through. People celebrate. Celebrate good. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye.